Oh, I shot. Oh. I premature. Sorry. Oh boy. It's <laughs> premature. <laughs> All right, Hot shot start. time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Oh, premature celebration of the Open here, Shine, because there's football tonight. And you can't contain yourself. No, I cannot. I am. I'm so excited. I just need to get going now. Move, move, move. Get me to kickoff. Happy football, buddy. I was outside. Happy football uh, to you. Watering some plants today, and I got to admit, just sort of hit me like I'm going to get to sit and watch a three-hour football game tonight, where every play matters and every there's player. It just. It's sort of, I got a bit, uh, I think that maybe it was the COVID bout. I think it sort of snuck up on me, Sean. Unbelievable. Yeah, the last, two, the last two mornings, uh, I've really felt it because I get up in the morning. I get up super early um, for the morning show. So I'm up at, you know, 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, and I step outside, and there is just this crispness in the air of that, you know, like right around that 60-degree mark that it's just like, <sighs> it smells like football. And I, I've just, I've been thrilled all week for this, and I, I'm, I'm so excited it's here finally. Uh, I'm pumped too. Can we start with one negative? I got to scratch a itch. Okay. okay. We'll get to, okay. so we have a division winners. I have award stuff to get to. I'm warning people right now. This is probably going to go a good 40 minutes today because I have a yep. lot of stuff in front of us. It's football. So this is going to be a long, I, I think it'll be, I don't want I want to promise that, but I think it'll be a longer podcast. As we start the podcast folks and football season is here, we ask you one flipping thing on the show. Subscribe, rate, and review. That is it. That is all I'm looking for. Okay, so BetQL Boston, iTunes, Odyssey app, Spotify. I don't care where. Subscribe, rate, and review. We're going to be doing this podcast every day. Uh, my buddy Scott from New Balance is already subscribed. So re- unsubscribe and subscribe again, Scott. Okay? Texting me this morning saying, am I going to get showdown ideas from you on the podcast this year? The answer is yes, but you got to step up and subscribe. We don't ask for anything, Shime. Nothing. Nope, nothing. I'm doing this essentially for free for you. Subscribe, rate, and review. Shime on three. We'll say it together. One, two, three. Subscribe, Subscribe, rate, rate, review. review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app. That's all I'm asking to do. Take your wife's phone. Take your kid's iPad. I don't care. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, and review. Go to an Apple store where all the phones are out there. Subscribe, rate, and review. Preach. Beck you all, Boston. That's all I'm asking. Yep. And for the first week of football season, I'm going to keep asking until I see some of you folks step up here. And I want screenshots, people doing it. Tweet it to us. Subscribe, rate, and review. review. Shime, now you do it by yourself. Subscribe, rate, and please review. Or you're going to get an entire podcast on a football Friday. That's all we say for 30 (laughs) minutes. Just go back and forth. Subscribe, rate, review. It's like uh, it. That's it. It's like detention after school where you just have to write it out a hundred times. I will <laughs> I will subscribe. Oh. I will rate. I will review. I have no cough button. Sorry about that. But I'm I, there's still COVID's still fighting. COVID's it's still okay. fighting in my body. So subscribe, rate, and review. Let's get the um ridiculousness out of the way first. So it is Thursday morning as we're talking right now. Um the the Mass Gaming Commission is meeting now, and they, they were scheduled to meet today. And Deborah Goldberg, who might have, was she on your show? Was Deb Goldberg on your show for Fine Mass Money, the state treasurer for the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon? I don't believe so. Oh. She might have been. I thought she, because, and then they, they Fine Mass Money, state treasurer, etc. She stepped up in front of the Gaming Commission today 
And I'm going to read this paragraph from she included this in the, the packet that she gave the, today, the, the Gaming Commission. Uh, lawmakers project sports wagering will generate $60 million in state revenue each year. Only $16.5 million will be earmarked for unrestricted local aid. By contrast, the state lottery, now Deb Goldberg also, by the way, the, the uh, chairman of the lottery, chairwoman. Uh, by contrast, the lottery produced approximately $1.1 billion for our cities and towns just last year. Simply put, the lottery plays a vital role in re- generating unrestricted local aid for our cities and towns. It is imperative we continue to ensure it does, it does so. To accomplish this goal, I seek provisions that mirror the regulations governing the existing gaming licenses. Specifically, uh, Deb Goldberg says, I believe that applicants should be required, these are sports betting applicants, prior to receiving a license in Massachusetts to present a plan that can mitigate impacts on the lottery in addition that licenses partner with the lottery on cross-promotion, both in-person and online. So the the the, the, uh, the lottery uh, commission uh, chairwoman today stepped up and basically, after decades of the lottery having uh, a, a monopoly on gaming here in the state, and again, this is this is my opinion. This is not fact anywhere, but my opinion is that the the, the Mass State Lottery slowed down the process of legalized gambling in this state and fought it tooth and nail because they're worried about what it's going to do to scratch tickets, etc., which to me is insane. Now, after decades of a monopoly, they want each sports betting partner to partner up with that, which I find utterly ridiculous and just so Massachusetts shine. It's um, so dumb. It's it's. I understand what she's saying, um, but to t- to make it a, a rule and make these different companies partner up with the lottery, I find utterly ridiculous. And I and I knew, I knew it was too good to be true, shine. Like it happened. Last minute, I understand that, but it sort of passed without any real poison pills, and now we know. Deb Goldberg was this is I'm sure this is planned the entire time, and I'm sure the Gaming Commission is going to institute some sort of policy where they're going to have to do this. I find it ridiculous. It's going to only slow down the process, and um, it's frustrating to know now that the lottery is going to be able to sink their teeth into this thing, and it's going to slow down the process. So I I, I point that out because. Uh, in the same meeting, uh, Brad Hill, who's the commissioner of the Mass Gaming Commission, who was a formerly a, a state rep, state representative, he was on our show a bunch of times. He pushed back at a report on uh, Toucher Rich today, where uh, one of their guys, you know, Dan and Joe, do a good job with with sports betting. They they're they're being told that the casinos are being told they'll be able to set up in a couple of weeks. And Brad Hill said, "Let's pump the brakes on that. It's going to be months, not weeks." So the yeah, lottery... I had a guy reach out to me actually the other day and say. Yep. Uh, that he was told October, and I said no oh, shot. No, and I, I and I'm not. It's not. It's not Dan's fault. It's not. It's in, in the casinos. They want this done sooner, and, and I, I maybe they believe it is going to happen faster. I, I I mean I I've heard for uh, I mean it's going on a year now from people tied to Encore Boston Harbor. They seem like very nice people that have just been so wrong about this and just so presumptive about the timeline and everything else. They're the only ones that are pushing it. Like Encore Boston Harbor is is keeps telling people over and over it's going to be this, that, and the other thing. And it's going to be, as we have said on this show, Shime, I'll go back to our, my track record on this. Whatever you think it's going to be in this state, it's going to be longer because it's Massachusetts. And I think I told people a month ago that the very aggressive starting date would be around Thanksgiving. The very conservative starting date would be the NFL playoff slash Super Bowl. And I've talked to multiple people since then. Nothing has changed my mind. In fact, I, I'd probably lean more towards after Thanksgiving now because I don't think these uh, sports bet licensees 
thought they were going to have to, you know, kowtow to the, the Mass State Lottery yeah, for- to get a sports betting license. So this show, the Beck You Up Austin podcast, is standing by in and around Thanksgiving super aggressive, probably after at this point, and most likely early 2023. I always thought that the retail would open first, but they've decided they're not going to let retail open first. They want to open it all at the same time. So because of that, push whatever your timeline was back uh, further because bit. they want to time it together. And okay. so just for reference for people, too, yeah. the state yeah. of Kansas, from the day the bill was signed, it took 81 days for them to start legally gambling. Now, that is the state of Kansas. This, however, is the state of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So yeah. it being completely conservative— Right, maybe say a hundred days. Add an extra nineteen because Massachusetts works slow. That's, That's fair. that. If you're very aggressive, a hundred days puts you the Sunday before Thanksgiving from the day the bill was signed. No, I don't think it's gonna happen. Which I don't. I agree. I'm just saying from an from a very aggressive standpoint. If you want to be super optimistic, that would be, in my opinion, the absolute earliest, absolute earliest you could see things being done here in Massachusetts. My realistic expectation is probably right around the new year in the middle of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and if we're being honest now, my expectation is now going to be they've targeted the Super Bowl and yeah. used that as like a big sports betting launch. So that I they think, have it for the Super Bowl and for March Madness. I think New Hampshire did the same thing. I have to go back and think about it. Um, I think they did the same thing because it's just going to – think how long it took. So they legalized marijuana in this state, and it took – it was years yeah. before they opened their first pot shops. So, I mean – this is not as difficult. It should not be. But again, this is their second big meeting post accepting it as a law. And we're getting this curveball of, oh, by the way, if you want to be potentially, if you want to have a sports license, hey, Barstool, what are you going to do for the Mass State Lottery? And I think I just saw our buddy Bill Spiros, the, uh, the Bo- not Boston sports guy, it's Bill Simmons. Um, but Bill Spiros of the uh, Boston Herald, say that, what do you say, uh, sports betting operators should mitigate the economic impact of the lottery and partner with the lottery also seeks betting kiosks placed with lottery providers. So already we're getting a, a different spin than we had even a month ago when this thing passed. So, I mean, I yeah, this is, uh, it's not surprising. It's going to take a bit. It's not surprising, but uh, not even this, a is the, bit. this is the first new hurdle. And, it, and there'll, be, there'll be many new hurdles, Shime, which is why, too, if you, if you, my, our, our buddy Joey Bags tweeted at me from Tiverton, Rhode Island, you're going to keep going there, keep going to Mohegan Sun, uh, keep going to New Hampshire, keeping your local bookie, keep betting offshore. Your fall football betting, do not plan on betting in Massachusetts. You should Correct. be using this time to putting funds aside so that when it does launch, you can take advantage of the sports betting offers that they have. And I was actually listening to uh, Adam Levitam and Establish the Run. It's going back, and I, I told you yesterday, I was going through a bunch of old football podcasts in the last couple of weeks. Yep. And he was saying the same thing about Colorado, where he's got money in multiple books because the, the opening offers are just so good. And it was refreshing to hear somebody who talks gambling on a national level say exactly what I said. Be putting 50 bucks a week aside so that when this thing opens, you can get free money from the sports books. End of rant. End of rant, you should be doing that right now. Not worrying about when you can bet in state. It's not going to happen for the next couple weeks and or months. Put your money aside and know that when it does launch, there is free money flowing into you. Like those Super Bowl promos are going to be outrageous oh, they're gonna in be this state shot. Awesome. Okay? Put your money aside. Be ready to go. End of sports betting talk. Subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, rate, and review. Review. All right, let's get to the football, Sean. Um, let's do it. 
All right, we both are on record. Let's go through the divisions here. I know you did this on the Six Rings podcast. Let's cross-promote. Tell the people what you guys did on uh, Six Rings yesterday are your football podcast, and we are a gambling podcast, Christian. Yeah, so what we did over on the uh, Six Rings pod is we went through every single division, uh, picked all our division winners, picked our wild card winners, uh, picked our championship game matchups, followed by our Super Bowl matchup and winner, and on top of that also picked uh, some award winners uh, as well. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, uh, let's start the AFC East. Uh, I will not be having a bet in the AFC East. Other than that, you may have talked me to this this um, exact order bet. Yep. I, I'm, I'm making a big ride to the great state of New Hampshire today. Same. Um, you may have convinced me on that, but as far as the, the actual division goes, I'm not laying the minus 240 on the bills, and I see no other avenue to make money other than, like we said yesterday, uh, exact position order, uh, bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, and then Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, potentially, those two can potentially bet those two can still make some money. That's the best way I would play it. 100%. Yeah, there's no value in betting the Bills. I do think the Bills win this running away. Um, the best way to do it is the exact order bet if you feel, uh, feel the need. All right, so that's the AFC East. Uh, no real action there for us. How about the NFC East, Shine, where the, right now the current odds are Eagles plus 140, Cowboys plus 160, Commanders 5-1, to one, and the Giants are 8-1. to one. If forced to bet, and I probably won't, it'd be on the Eagles at plus 140, but it's not something I love either way. Uh, yeah, I love the Eagles. Um, oh, Excuse me, I'm already Ooh. betting them plus 140 Ooh. 100% of the time. Uh, okay. I love the Eagles this year. Uh, I actually have the Eagles, uh, spoiler alert for you, in the NFC Championship game this year. So You're, buy, you're buying all the hype. I, well, I was, all I was ahead hype. of the hype. I, I was on the nah, Eagles train the, oh, prior stop, to all stop. this hype coming through. Every, yes. every square, nope. every show. They're the, most, they're the most bet team for the futures in, in all the books right now. So you weren't the I am aware of that. But I, like, I, have been, I have been on the Eagles now for a couple months. Like It's not just oh. all of a sudden, oh, people, people are talking about them and Shime's on board. No, no, no. I was on the Eagles a couple months ago. So I am... Uh, I, I am a huge fan of what Howie Roseman has done um, in the front office here. The way he has moved around this team, the the acquisitions at the draft and in free agency. On top of you get AJ Brown in here. I think Jalen Hurts could be primed for a uh, Josh Allen type lift, not quite as dramatically great, but a, a very significant lift by adding AJ Brown, similar to when Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Uh, I like what this defense is. It's a top five offensive line in football, uh, and they have draft picks to keep this going for the future. I love what the Eagles are doing. Yeah, I will just say, um, my my, I'm leery to get excited as you are because I think there is still, I still need to see it from Jalen Hurts. I don't Fair. think he has a yeah. natural talent of Josh Allen. Uh, I think Josh I Allen is is biggest, bigger, stronger, better arm. So I had more faith in his physical talents. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on Hurts, man. I've drafted him in a bunch of best ball teams uh, mm-hmm. in the underdog battle royal. I've been taking – for week one, I've taken a bunch of times because him against Detroit this week is a great setup. But I like the Eagles, don't love them. It would be a lean, not a lock uh, for me. How about the AFC South here, Chris Shine? I'm going to scroll down here. Colts minus 130, Titans plus 175, Jags 7.5 to 1. Texans 30 to 1. Again, if you were seriously betting this stuff, you probably bet it weeks, if not months ago. So these are basically the closing lines on this. There's much better value yep. in many of these odds uh, weeks and months ago. I have NB for no bet written down here. I would not want to lay the Colts at minus 130. They're, they're probably going to win it, but I'm not interested in investing, you know, uh, 100 to win or 130 to win 100 for the next six months. I, uh, I am with you. I, I believe the Colts win this division. I, I am not betting it, however. One, minus 130, not worth it for me. Uh, the one thing I may do, though, and just it, it, like one of just like the little pizza sprinkle on okay. the Jaguars here. 
um, for a couple reasons. One, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, I think, was – it was overblown how – quote-unquote bad he was last year, specifically because of Urban Meyer. Uh, he now has Doug Peterson. I think that roster is actually pretty good, and the AFC South can just always be a disaster. Um, so you could theoretically see a team winning that division at 8-9. and nine. Like th- That's kind of where I'm at, um, and I think the Jaguars' schedule is easy enough that they could pull that off. Um, so you may, I may pizza sprinkle on the Jags a little there to win the division at plus 750. Uh, NFC South, Bucks are a big favorite at minus two fifty. Saints three plus three ten. Uh, Panthers nine to one. The Falcons at thirty five to one. I think it's pretty likely the Bucks win this thing going away, and thus I will have no bet on this division. I am with you. No bet here. I am on the Buccaneers. Uh, how about in the AFC North? Shine. Baltimore is plus one forty. Bengals plus one seventy. Uh, the Browns are plus three eighty. The Steelers are ten to one. Uh, I really like the Ravens at plus 140. There's a lot of reasons to like the Ravens this year. Lamar Jackson contract year, essentially, unless they get a deal done between now and tomorrow. I find it unlikely it'll happen. He's healthy. Uh, Dobbins will be back in a couple weeks. They have a whole uh, holster of uh, running backs that they can go to between now and then. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is, is poised to have the best tight end offensive year in the NFL this season. Good offensive line. Tons of injuries last year. Easier schedule. Uh, better luck this year. Uh, this would be a lock for me at the Ravens at plus 140. Yep, I'm with you. I am all over the Ravens. I love the Ravens this year. Uh, I think just injury luck wise alone. I mean, they were eight in they were eight and two in the number one overall seed at one point last year. I think it was eight and two. It might have been eight and four. Regardless, they were the number one overall seed seed before Lamar Jackson got hurt. Um, and then unfortunately went on a massive losing streak. So I, I absolutely love, 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 love the Ravens this season. NFC North, Packers are minus 175, Vikings uh, p- plus 250, Lions 10 to 1, Bears 15 to 1. Shime, you go first here in the AFC, NFC North. Yeah, I'm going to go no bet here. Um, I'm on the Packers. I just think Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, they're going to find a way to get it done um, just because they've won 13 straight. They've won 13 games, three straight seasons. Never been done before, by the way. Um, and, and so I think they kind of continue that even without Devontae Adams because David Bakhtiari's coming back. This offensive line will get shored up. And on top of that, uh, their defense might be a top five defense in football, so I just I can't bet against them. But if you're a massive, massive believer in this Minnesota Vikings team, I can be coaxed into into agreeing with you. But I'm just gonna not bet this. Yeah, I like the Vikings at plus two fifty. Um, yep, I, I think I offensively, I, I love the idea going from Zimmer uh, to an offensive mind and Kevin O'Connell, who's been in that uh, McVay system. He gets Cousins. He gets. JJ, he gets Thielen, he gets a healthier Smith, he gets Dalvin Cook, he gets Alexander Madison. Like, it's a really, 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 really good offensive skill group. They added a great linebacker there as well. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think it's likely. It's not a slam dunk, but at, at two and a half to one, I'm gonna. I know I'll have some money on the Vikings this year, and it's Fair. also sort of a, it's an anti Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, I, I the, potentially if Lazard can't go this weekend, for example, like Sammy Watkins, the number one receiver, and I, I think Aaron Rodgers is really, really good. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you he's overrated or something. His playoff uh, you know, wins uh, leave a lot to be desired versus a guy like Tom Brady. But, I mean, I, I would like to see it. And I guess if you're back on the Packers, are you assuming they're going to do a lot of, like, Aaron Jones – AJ Dillon just keep the ball on the ground early. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, with that team. I don't think it's going to be like a fun, exciting team to watch. But I think they're just going to be efficient in running. I mean, they've already been one of the slowest teams in terms of of plays run per game because they like to take their time. They run efficient offense. They run the football. They throw 
easy catchable passes. Normally Aaron Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams. That won't be the case. But I think you're going to see a ton of Aaron Jones and a ton of A.J. Dillon. Um, and I think this game is going to be one in the, these games are going to be one in the trenches for the Packers. I just think their offensive line and then their defense are just so good. Um, so I don't expect them to be a fun and exciting team, but I do expect them to be the better team in the division. NFC West has the defending champ Rams. They're plus 130 to win the division. 49ers plus 150. Cardinals 4-1. to one. Seahawks 20-1. to one. I really don't like the Cardinals this year. Um, I'm with you. Really don't like them. Um, and so I, I – it is weird. We talked about this quite a bit on BetQL weekend, you know, in the offseason. Like, it, the Rams seem poised. I, I guess the question is at plus 150, you're basically betting on – Trey Lance. Trey Lance being really good. Yep. Would you Do you want to bet on Trey Lance at plus 150? No, I'm going to go with the Rams uh, plus 130 here. I like the Rams. I think they repeat in the division at least. Um, I don't think they'll be as successful this season as they were last season, but I just, I just think they're a good, well-run organization. I, th- I don't think Sean McVay is going to struggle. He's never had, uh, I think in 81 games, he's never had a losing record. Uh, as a head coach in the NFL, that could change tonight if he loses his home opener for the first time ever. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't expect them to to regress a ton. Uh, I think they're still a playoff team, and I think they win this division. I just, I like Trey Lance a lot. I just don't think they're going to be good enough, uh, especially early in the season, to to accrue a big enough, you know, win total early on that they could afford to stumble a little later. Yeah, it's. it's I get what you're saying, and I agree. It's just there's just I don't see any value here. Like at plus one thirty and plus one fifty, it's one of those two teams. Um, I would probably lean Rams, and if they lost tonight, and somehow got to like you know, it, it, let's say the Niners beat the it's the Bears this week, and let's say they win, um, I could see a scenario where maybe at two two and a half to one, if they really uh, you know if if they correct overcorrect for a 49ers win and a Cardinals win and a Rams loss, I could see jumping back in because a lot of what you said uh, makes a lot of sense, but a plus one thirty. I'm going to wait and see on that. Uh, the most interesting division, I think, maybe in our lifetimes in the NFL, is the AFC West. Uh, Chiefs at plus 175, Chargers at 220, Broncos at 260, Raiders at 650. Shime, you go first, man. This is a very fun division where I can honestly see any of these four teams winning the AFC West. Yeah, I already have a bet. I have better odds than what are listed. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I got them at 7-1. to one. Uh, it's now six and a half to one. Uh, I just, I think this is going to be an absolute slog of a division, right? All four of these teams are going to be battling it out. Unfortunately for me, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be the odd man out when it comes to playoff time. And I just, I think the Kansas City Chiefs take a step back, especially early on in the season, figuring out how their offense is going to function without Tyree Kill. I think the Chargers offense is absolute. I mean, the Chargers roster in general is just absolutely loaded from top to bottom. Um, but I, I just, I'm. Still not 100% sold on Brandon Staley. And with the Raiders, I just I have this weird confidence in Josh McDaniels that the second so time I. around he's far more mature. Uh, and I look at this offense, and I, people don't understand that Derek Carr threw for 4,800 yards last year, uh, and he just added Devontae Adams to his receiving core. So now he has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. There's a chance Derek Carr throws for over 5,000 yards this year, um, and I just think the Raiders are going to be able to win some of these ugly battles. I understand the offensive line isn't great, but their defense is getting better. Max Crosby is awesome. Uh, and then, like I said, I just don't know how you stop this offense right now. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with the Raiders. I think they are the best value on the board here. Yeah, it's weird, man. I, I, I We have not talked a lot about this stuff because we've been – it's one of the baseball one to wait for football season. But we I, – I mean, I'm – 
I'm in on the Raiders. I mean, this yep. is for a lot of the reasons you just said. And it's interesting. Like, I, the Chargers are, are sort of like the Eagles to me in the AFC. I, I understand it. They're talented. But you, you, you said it there. It. I, I'd like to see it with, with Staley. I'd like to see it. They, they they It almost feels like there are sometimes there are bets or teams that just it looks too easy. Yep. And, like, you know, so Keenan Allen a year older, Austin. I, I, I would like to see how it plays out there. Um, I almost, I feel the same way about the Broncos. Like people just think that Russell Wilson's going to show yeah, up like, there. Yeah, like we know nothing about Nathaniel Hackett, like at all. Yeah, and that to me is a massive question mark. I don't even know what the offense is really going to look like. Plus two sixty, I would not touch that. Yeah, in that um, division. I am out on that. I think if I had to rank them in order, I think Raiders at six fifty, and then Chiefs at one seventy five would be my, my favorite two yep. bets in that division. I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent on the same boat as you here. This is we are in total lockstep. All right. Um, any awards that stand out? I, I'll I'll let you go first in the MVP because again, I think we have not talked about this, but in in hearing you sort of mention this award, I think we're on. I, I have two guys I want to bet, and I think we're on the same twenty to one shot. So why don't you go first? Yeah. So uh, so ultimately, I, I think my MVP winner. I'm going to go with chalk, and I, I think it's going to be Josh Allen. Wow. But, okay. So but, we're not okay. So, but the guys I want to sprinkle. There are a couple guys I want to sprinkle on here um, that are a bit longer shots. Uh, one in particular, as I already mentioned, Derek Carr. Uh, ultimately, last year he had 4,800 yards, but his his touchdown numbers just weren't great. He had 23 touchdowns. I don't want to say 12 interceptions. Um, if that touchdown number gets up into the 30s uh, and he throws for over 5,000 yards, you're looking at a possible MVP season uh, for Derek Carr, especially if they win that tough AFC West division. Um, and so I, I really like getting him at 28 to one. Um, and then the other guy that I really kind of want to take a sprinkle on, just because prior to uh, the last two seasons, prior to the Aaron Rodgers MVP, the last three MVP winners before him were all 40 to one or higher shots uh, at MVP, being Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, and um, Matt Ryan. Yep. Or three of the last four, sorry, excuse me, Tom Brady won uh, in between Ryan and Mahomes. And yep. so I love always, every year, I love to pick a guy out that's 40 to one or better. Uh, okay. and this- Hold on, no, 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 let me look, let me look. Currently forty to one, or is this already something you bet? No, uh, currently it. forty to one, or better, or like worse, I guess technically. Uh, fifty to one, Derrick Henry. Uh, no, fifty to okay. one, Kirk Cousins. Wow, <laughs> I, I, you mentioned it already. You're, Yo, you got to bet the Vikings, and you're on the Packers. I, so I, like I said, it's a sprinkle. Yeah, I, it's. I, I, I'm not I like I said. It. I didn't bet the division. I don't hate it. I don't I, hate it. I, look at this. Look at it this way. He had 4,900 yards the last time he was in a McVay style offense. 4,900, wow. and that was playing for the Washington effing Redskins at the time. And he has much better talent now. Right? No kidding. He has Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. Like it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think I. If you're gonna take a shot on a guy that's yep. 40 to one or better, he is on the absolutely the guy to target. It totally makes sense, and it, well, it's so one of the cost five dollars on it, and you win two fifty if it hits. Like that's that's all you do, guys. It's a narrative award. Yeah, hundred okay? percent. So think about this too: these big fat sports writers who suck down diet cokes and eat free popcorn every Sunday and complain about everything out of the sun because their life is so hard they have to cover sports. Like they default to what's easy, and if yep. if the Vikings find their way to twelve or thirteen wins, and Cousins throws 35, 40 touchdowns and leads, he's gonna win the MVP. There's and, only and, and, by, and by the way, or, or worst case scenario, he'll be like eight to one, not fifty to one. The final couple of weeks, and you can hedge your ass off if you want to. 
Yeah, and there's only a, a few co- quarterbacks who have thrown for, I believe the number is 4,200 yards and 33-plus touchdowns each of the or the last two seasons. Uh, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys, and he has done it the back to, back-to-back last two seasons. 42-65, 35 touchdowns, 42-21, 33 touchdowns. He also completes over 66% of his passes every single season, uh, and Justin Jefferson might be the Offensive Player of the Year, so... Like there's a, I, I just, I think if you're going to take a shot, a long a shot call. here, Kirk Cousins is a guy. All right. So I don't know if I don't have a, I mean, I did not even look that far, far down mm-hmm. because I, I just, I, I get stuck. I mean, I keep looking at it and I, I keep getting stuck. I mean, and this is sort of like the Eagles, like everyone's on the Eagles and a lot of people are on this, but I, I the, the lines has not moved here. Lamar for MVP at twenty to one. Yeah, this like, is my the, other guy. I, this... the, the reason I'm not picking Lamar, and I'll spoil it right now, yep. um, is because since 1999, the guy who's won the MVP in the regular season does not win the Super Bowl. The Ravens are my Super Bowl pick, okay. therefore I cannot pick Lamar to win the MVP, even though I believe he could. It's all set up for him this year. The offense is set up for him. They're healthy this year. Um, he's got legit weapons sort of everywhere. And yep. again, I, I'm in on Mark Andrews having a monster year at tight end this year. Um, it's really it's a good spot. He gets the Jets week one. Like he he's gonna go off for 250 yards passing, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. This 20 to one is gonna be 10 to one by Monday morning. Yeah. So I, I I'm in on Lamar Jackson at 20 to one. Uh, he's my favorite pick. The other guy and it's it's chalky. He's the second choice in the board. But I mentioned narrative stuff. So Chris Godwin's healthy. Like this this idea that Chris Godwin's gonna miss a lot of time. He may miss week one or be limited. This dude came back from ACL as fast as anybody has. So Godwin, Evans, Gage, entire receiving core ready to go. Julio Jones. Julio Jones now in Tampa. I mean, a, a division that is embarrassingly soft this year outside of the Saints. Like, you want to talk about narrative? Tom Brady at his age, 4,000 yards passing, 35 yards, uh, thirty-five touchdown passes. He, uh, and and on top to- of that, all the news about him and his wife having troubles no, and possible no divorce, doubt. and he narrative just street. stomps it out. Eight and a half to one seems very fair to me. So th- those are my favorite two. They're both quarterbacks, it's, obviously. Lamar Jackson, 20 to one. Tom Brady, eight and a half. It's really funny that the two MVP picks you have are the quarterbacks of the team I have winning both conferences. It's just, I think that's, you and I, like you said, you and I have not talked about this at all. Those are my guys. And uh, I, just I very, find it very funny. It's a very easy road. Like if we have, uh, you could take a step back from 30,000 feet. Look at the AFC versus the NFC. Like yep. the AFC, there are legitimate Super Bowl contenders everywhere. In the NFC, Okay, I'll give you the Bucks as a contender. Um, you think the Eagles are a contender. That'd be a massive leap. Um, I guess the Packers are a contender. And then Ram- there's to me, there's only like three or four legit Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Um, and, and, and Brady has the easiest division by far. Yeah. So I, I, I think eight and a half to one there. Those, anyone else MVP? Stand out for you? You might nope. be interested. I mean, you like Jalen Hurts. He's twenty to one right there with Kyler and Lamar. Yeah, I, right I like Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to bet on him though. I like, I like. I'm going to stick with Allen Carr, and then my long shot is Kirk Cousins. Okay, um, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I'm giving you bets that I have played so far, or anything we can talk through before kickoff tonight. Uh, I, I, these boards will probably be, they'll be available. They're not going to close them tonight. They'll probably be available until week over the starts. weekend. Yeah, I assume so. Um, I like Sky Moore for offensive rookie of the year. There are so many targets that have to be replaced there. Um, and think about the guys who are replacing him, right? MVS, who we know, 
is just a, 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 a deep, deep sort of guy. threat. That's what he was in, 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 in Green Bay, at least. Uh, we know what Juju Smith-Schuster is. He's unreliable. Travis Kelsey's set up for a monster year. But Sky Moore, similar build to Tyreek Hill. Training camp highlights have been unbelievable. And I'm one of these dummies, Sean, that sees like one highlight. And like, oh, that guy's awesome. Yep. So 12-1, I've already bet Sky Moore for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Any other award bets you have made or you want to talk through here this morning? Uh, yeah, so I got two. So one other uh, rookie of the Offensive Rookie of the Year bet that I'm actually going to place later this afternoon. Uh, in the, I'm also going to take a rookie receiver. I'm actually going to go with Romeo Dubs, though, just because I think if Green Bay continues to have uh, regular season success like Dubs. they had the last three seasons, Dubs. somebody has to catch passes, and I think Dubs will end up being the guy. The guy can just flat-out play. And when I look at the receiver core, he is the best athlete of all of the, the Green Bay Packer receivers. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Romeo Dubs there, and then the last one is Coach of the Year. We've you and I are both really high on the the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels is twenty to one to win Coach of the Year. Um, so I am I am I'm I'm going to place a bet on Josh McDaniels as well. I just think that if if they somehow win that division and they're a you know two or three seed in the playoffs. I don't. I don't see how you. I don't see who has a better story than him. Again, this is a narrative award, so they're not going to give it to a guy like Sean McVay or Andy Reid or Sean McDermott or Matt Lafleur or Kyle Shanahan because they all just continually have success. They're going to look for a guy that either is a new coach or didn't have success last year and turn things around. And for me, that guy might be Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I just worry. And I was looking. We did some some research on this earlier this summer. The guys who win Coach of the Year, their teams have to win eight games. Like I, yep. I always like I like Doug Peterson was somebody I was touting in, in Jacksonville. Like, but are they likely to win eight games? Probably not. And by the way, he's down there at what eighteen to one now. Yeah. So I'm with you. They've got to, I think they have to qualify for the playoffs, and there's got to be some storyline and or turnaround from the year before. Which is why I think I the think. two best guys on the list are Kevin O'Connell at sixteen to one. Like yep. you said, the Vikings hype. Uh, and then Josh McDaniels at twenty to one. Those are the two names that stand out to me the most. I don't think Brandon Staley. I don't think the Chargers are gonna. I don't think they'd give it to Staley. I think they'd give an award to Herbert before they go give an award to the coach. Um, and so I, I just rule him out. Mike McDaniel's the next on the board. I don't think Miami will make the playoffs. I think they could win ten games. I don't think they'll necessarily make the pl- make the playoffs though. Uh, Dan Campbell won't make the playoffs. Doug Peterson won't make the playoffs. Nathaniel Hackett, as I already said, I know nothing about this guy. I'm I'm just I'm going to pretend like I know nothing about or bl- explain like I know nothing about him, and I'm going to ignore him. Uh, and then Brian Dayball is not going to win enough games. So, and then you're looking at Nick Sirianni is the next guy on the list, which I don't hate either. Um, but I I think I prefer Josh McDaniels or Kevin O'Connell. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, this line has moved in the right way for me. I'm glad I didn't bet it over the summer because I, I can get John Harbaugh at 25 to one. Yeah, that's also like, a great bet. I, I think, and I love Josh McDaniels. But who's more likely to win more games and go to the playoffs? Harbaugh's got an easier division. He has a legit MVP candidate uh, in Lamar Jackson. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs a year ago. So he, yeah. there's a couple narratives here. Not playoffs a year ago, playoffs this year, soft schedule, potential for 10 or more wins, uh, a team much better than a year ago. I am for sure betting John Harbaugh 25-1 to 1 for Coach of the Year. I like it. I, I don't hate sure, it. I'm for sure betting him. Um, one I wanted to talk through with you, comeback player of the year. Okay. Have you thought about this L? I have. I have picked somebody for comeback player of the year. Okay, so why don't you go first? Because it's I, this is the most narrative award of all. Yep. And it sort of got thrown for a loop here because of what happened to Brian Robinson Jr. For those who don't know, he's the run, rookie running back from Washington. The dude got shot. So I think if he comes back and plays, 
He's currently the second choice at four and a half to one. If he plays in the second half of the year and plays well for the the Washington Commanders, like I, I he probably wins it. Like because it's again, guy gets shot, plays that same year and plays well. But he have to play well. There's some other guys that interest me here. Uh, why don't you go first? Because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this thing. And by the way, these do close tonight at eight. So if we're listening right to this now, these awards bet close to these awards bets all close tonight at eight according to DK. So why don't you go first here, Krishan? Yeah, I'm I, my pick here is Saquon Barkley. Uh, I just think Ooh. I, I think Ooh, that Giants sixteen to one. Yeah, that Giants offensive line looks pretty good, and you now have Brian Dayball there. Uh, he's as healthy as he's ever been. Uh, and so I think if there's anybody primed to have a massive year that otherwise hasn't in the last couple, Saquon Barkley is that guy. And having been out basically, what, the last two seasons, if he comes in and has 1,200 yards on the ground and 400 yards receiving, like he probably gets the award. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I not consider him. I, I What I'm going to end up doing is um, I, I think I'm going to – it's it's tough to go against Brian. I mean, I, I don't want to say go against him, but – I mean, there's no timetable. Uh, he's going to miss a big chunk of the year. They put him at four and a half to one. He was a th- it was it was ten to one. He got bet down to to four to one or so. Um, it would be very very rare. So since 2001, Shime. Okay, I'll give you a little background yep. courtesy of our friends at the Action Network. Since 2001, there have been uh, 14, 17, 22, 22 winners of the award. 14 have been quarterbacks. So basically. Uh, 14 quarterbacks, three receiver, one linebacker, one defensive end, one safety, one tight end. A running back has never, ever, ever won wow. the award. Um, Wait, he, Adrian Peterson didn't win in, in uh, the, the year him and Peyton Manning both popped off there? Was this is the only time a running back ever won the award was 2001. Again, this is courtesy of the Action oh. Network. I use them quite a bit. Check them out. Uh, Garrison Hurst. Wow. who missed two years because of an implication with her. He came back, I think it was the Cardinals, ran for 1,200 yards. He won comeback player of the year. Uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy Bruschi and Steve Smith Jr. split the award in 2005. So one of the receivers and one of the linebackers actually split the award. Uh, Alex Smith, everyone thought his career was over. He came back, was not very good, but he still won the award. Uh, this season, okay, guys who could uh, come back from a, a quarterback standpoint, Jameis at five and a half to one is an obvious choice. He's yep. been bet down quite a bit. Baker Mayfield eight to one. I know where you're going with this. My guy Mitch Trubisky yep. twelve to one. Who's interesting there? Daniel Jones sixteen to one. But it, like, but you have to remember, like what what are, Daniel? What's Daniel Jones coming back from? A shitty coach? Yeah, like no, Daniel so, Jones isn't a comeback player here. I don't, I don't think. think he's a comeback player of the year. I'm looking for guys who didn't start a lot last year or were hurt, right? And so I, I'm trying to talk through it. And I don't see anybody in, like, the real, like, I, they're not going to give it to Deshaun Watson. Like, they're just not going to do it. Trey Lance is 50-1, to 1, but are they, what did he come back from? Nothing. Like, so I, I was trying to talk with you. Like, is it as simple as, so Christian McCaffrey missed a lot of time last year. Yep. He's 7.5 he's to 1. He's the fourth choice. If he has a requisite Christian McCaffrey year, doesn't he win the award going away? No. Oh, okay. I don't think right. so. I, I, think, I think there are he other. he was hurt last year. He missed time. He only yeah. played. Ten games last year, and he played ten games the last two years. If he stays healthy, I feel like he's like uh, I don't say see. A lock, I think there's but I, three other running backs with better stories than Christian McCaffrey. They may not put up quite as good of numbers, but they have a better comeback story than Christian McCaffrey. And as we've been saying, these are narrative awards. I think J.K. Dobbins, Saquon Barkley, and Cam Akers all have better stories than Christian McCaffrey. Okay, 
Personally, that's a, that's a, that's a personal decision. I, I mean, understand. Michael believing... Thomas at eight to one after missing the entire year. If he has a requisite Michael Thomas year, like he's a, a really good shot to yeah, win. Yeah, but if Michael Thomas is going to win, Jameis probably wins, right? That's what I mean. That, that, that's what I, I I think I picked Jameis over the summer when he was eight to one. He's down to five and a half to yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, if you so. believe uh, uh, Mike Florio over at Pro Football Talk, the Steelers make the playoffs, so Mitch Trubisky might be the bet. I, I mean, it's it's this I weird. Felt more, I felt more confident in the off season. Yeah, I did. I don't feel as confident now between now and eight o'clock. Um, and the only other thing I was going to mention here for uh, offensive player of the year, I will have a sprinkle on Mark Andrews. Like I, yep. he's very unlikely to win it, but in the in the un, in the in the scenario where I love love Lamar Jackson, he's got to throw touchdowns to somebody. Uh, and what if what if he ends up with like 13, 14, 15 touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, and I'm on top to, of that, 1,300 yards. I'm trying to see where his number is right now. Do you see him up there on Offensive Player of the Year? Uh, let me – oh, on Offensive Player of the Year? Hold on. Um, Tyree kills 60-1. to one. He is uh, 70-1. to one. Yeah, I will have pizza money plus on yep. Mark Andrews. I'd like to get paid. If that works out, uh, excellent stuff, Shime. Now, 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 we turn our attention to an actual game tonight. We got five minutes because I have a, a phone call to make it eleven o'clock. I've got to make. Uh, we have five minutes to talk about this game tonight. It is the Bills. It is the Rams. It's the game everyone's going to watch. Everyone's going to bet on. Everyone's going to have daily fantasy stuff going in here. I'm probably a little overexcited for this tonight, Chris. Very Shime. much so. Uh, this line uh, has moved a this. point and a half since it opened. It opened at one. It's now two and a half. Okay, so Bills are favored by two and a half points. They're getting, according to my buddy Ryan Hannibal, over 66% of the money right now. Yep. Uh, his records show that uh, teams getting that much money to open the season are 11-5-1 in the last wow. 16 games against the spread. Uh, Over-under is 52. I want to the Bills money line. You can do it at minus 140 or the Rams at plus 120. Your thoughts on this game? Any prop action you like here tonight, Christian? Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, this game's really hard for me to pick in in some ways, just because early in the season, the goal or not the goal, but the the idea is generally you want to take dogs because dogs win a ton, especially in the first two weeks of the season, and even more importantly, home dogs. That's what the LA Rams are tonight. They're the defending Super Bowl champions, and they're home dogs in their own building. And normally. I would be riding with the home dog here, but I just think the Buffalo Bills are going to absolutely steamroll this uh, regular season here. So I'm going to go with the Bills minus two and a half tonight. Um, I just, I just, I don't see the Bills losing. I think they're so good. Um, I don't see anybody stopping Josh Allen, to be honest with you, uh, even with the loss of Brian Dayball. And then I got a couple props for you. Uh, do you want to give your pick first, or should I go into my props? I'd be leaning Bills. I like the over more. Oh, okay. I think both teams are very tough to stop. Like I can just see it being very arena football. I won't say it'll be exactly like Rams and Chiefs was in Mexico City a couple of years ago, but if this thing is like 35-30 at the end, I would not be shocked. I think the offenses will be ahead of the defenses. I think that Ken Dorsey, the new coordinator there in Buffalo, is going to want to show off his, his weapons uh, there in Buffalo. Uh, I think the Rams are, are – it's a really – well, we get this is the prop side of it. They're really good offense, and they know what they want to do. Like they, yeah, the- and they, it's a very condensed – uh, passing window. So we know what Cooper Cup is, who, by the way, could get out to a ridiculous start tonight. Yes, he could. <laughs> against the Bills. Allen Robinson on the other side now. Um, ben Scourneck is going to sprinkle in at receiver. Um, Tyler Higby is one of only two active tight ends in the roster. So if you are playing Daily Fantasy and looking at props, just know that that's where, the pop, that's where everything's going. And unfortunately, 
I wanted to tell you about Allen Robinson, but people were too sharp. Like, they bet his uh, reception total up to 5.5. His receiving total is bet up to 64.5, and, and it's minus 125 right now. Um, but I did sort of like him. And I think him and Tyler Higby as secondary pieces as part of Ram stacks tonight in Daily Fantasy make a lot of sense with Josh Allen because if it's not Cooper Cup, it's one of those two. I don't know what they're going to do in the backfield, Shime. I guess my big concern on feeling good about the, the props for running backs in this is it Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson? Is it Devin Singletary or James Cook? Or even Zach Moss got some run in training camp this year for Buffalo. So I have no real faith in, in my ability to pick out the running backs. I do feel confident that it's Cup, Robinson, and Higby for Matt Stafford in that Rams offense. What do you want to do for player props? Though? Yeah, so first player prop, I'm going to write to one of those running backs because I feel different than you do about this Rams running back backfield. Uh, I just I think it's Cam Akers. It's Cam Akers all the way. Um, I'm not going to go with the rushing yards, though. The Bills are pretty stout against the yards. I'm actually going to go with Cam Akers over 13.5 receiving yards. Uh, last year in the playoffs, he, got like, he had like 20 receiving yards a game. Uh, and I, I hit on that, I think, three of four games that I bet it. Um, so I actually really like Cam Akers uh, with the over 13.5 receiving yards this game, especially because I'm not exactly sure. I know it, it, Schefter came out with the report this morning that Stafford feels healthier today than he did this time last season, but I'm still, I still have question marks about that elbow until I see oh. it. So for me, I think the check down could be an option, which means Cam Akers is, is that guy. Um, the next uh, prop I have, speaking of Stafford's elbow, I'm going over a half an interception for Matt Stafford. Um, not only does am I still curious about that elbow, on top of that, Matt Stafford throws the ball just about as much as any other quarterback in football. And contrary to what people believe, interception numbers aren't necessarily because they're bad quarterbacks. It's just because they throw the ball so many effing times that there's opportunity for mistakes and for bad luck, bad bounces. I am going to go over on the half an interception for Stafford there. Uh, that's at minus 140. I don't love the value, but I, I just I love the pick so much that I'm going to make it. And the last one I have is Josh Allen over 277.5 passing yards. I think the Bills are the better team here. I think Allen is going to absolutely light it up tonight. I'm looking at him probably somewhere in the 320 range, uh, if I had to guess. So I'm going to go Allen over 277.5. Uh, Gabe Davis going to get a lot of glove. He was awesome in the postseason last year. I will not be shocked if he goes off for a big game in primetime tonight. Any anytime touchdown scores, Shine. Yeah, I got you one. Feel good about uh, actually, uh, and it is uh, my good guy, my guy Dawson Knox for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Just got a ba- uh, big contract extension, or they're in talks to finishing up a contract extension that'll make him one of like the top five paid tight ends in football. And if you're going to pay a guy that money, you're going to throw him the football, especially in the red zone. So I really like Dawson Knox tonight to score a touchdown. For me, it's Tyler Higby at 2-1, to one, but I like Knox, too. I think both tight ends tonight are, are going to be involved here. Uh, and, again, I'm going to focus on uh, Allen Robinson stuff tonight when it, as it relates to, to, to DFS. Uh, Tyler Higby, those two as the secondary pieces, and you're 1,000% right on uh, your boy Josh Allen. Absolutely smashing. But on the game itself, Eileen Bills, I like the over more of 52 could see it being a shootout. By the way, the NFL wants a shootout, Sean. Yeah, so oh, pri- Thursday night shootout opening. No matter night, what anyone one. tells you, the games that get the most eyes are close high scoring. I like defense games. and running. Oh, like the old football. Baloney. The the games that get the most eyes, even if it's Miami and Cleveland in week 15 in a game that doesn't matter, if it's 41 to 39, people are going to be watching. That's just okay. how it is. One other note of caution as we get into football season. Just be wary of where you're getting your information on certain things. I was started reading yep. somebody's breakdown of tonight's oh <laughs> Bills, Bills game. And um, they they were 
I, I won't. I, I want to call them out. But they were writing. They were writing about um, uh, not using Cole Beasley tonight for the Bills. I was like, well, Cole Beasley doesn't play for the Bills. Holy He's smokes! Out of the NFL. So just be wary because every, everyone's got a blog now. Everyone's got a service. It's oversaturated. Everyone, wa- everyone wants to be in the gambling space. Listen to and your if friends. If the gambling space wants to talk about Cole Beasley and the Bills, they're idiots. Yep. Just be aware. Uh, one more time for the people, Shine. Three, two, one. Subscribe, Subscribe rate, rate review. review. We went about 40 minutes, just like I said, Shine. Good luck tonight. We'll recap it all tomorrow morning. Thank you, buddy. I can't wait. Enjoy the football tonight, baby.